0: He is no longer a buck. All right. That's the end of the story. Let's talk about the guys that went out there and won the game. Now we see that Bruce Arians has some choice words to say about Antonio Brown, but you see, we got a PR specialist. He's on the same Pittsburgh Steelers expert right now. So Mont, what do you have to say about Antonio Brown?
1: What I have to say about Antonio Brown is borderline harsh, but the truth, honestly, Nobody should say that this is unexpected. Nobody should say this is out of the blue. Nobody should say that, you know what I mean, this is surprising with this player. This is Antonio Brown, the full Antonio Brown experience. It just so happened that this time it's actually on the field. Um, I feel like Antonio Brown on Sunday played his last down in NFL. And granted, his mm-hmm. talent is not the reason. He's still an extremely talented player. You can't take anything from him when he's on the field. He's amazing still at this age. But as a person, he's just shown that you cannot rely on him. You can't count on him. He fully knows the Buccaneers situation injury-wise right now while they desperately need him on the field. It can't be about money, about incentives in a contract when you're coming off a three-game suspension. Hey, man, that's on you. Plus, you also have another game. Next week. And also, you're in the third quarter of a game where you can catch eight catches. You can go for 50 yards. You can get another touchdown in this game. So it can't be about that. It can't be CTE because, come on, it's kind of disrespectful to say to my head, CTE, he's walking around living. You can't even diagnose CTE until after somebody's gone. I just think that this is Antonio Brown's character. He's shown it time and time again. And if you are NFL head coach or a GM, you got to sit there and you got to think. He's only played for four coaches. Every coach he's played for is a Super Bowl winning coach, Hall of Fame coach. With respect to John Gruden, he may not get it now, but before he was. So if you're not going to act right for these coaches, what makes you think you have a chance anywhere in the league right now? Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick, Bruce Arians, John Gruden. If you can't get right for those guys, you just can't be in the league.
0: Yeah, it's crazy because I've tried to defend this man multiple times. I mean, Malcolm knows. Mont knows. I've tried to defend him just so many times. I even said Big Ben was a bigger a part of the problem than AB in Pittsburgh. Mont can clarify that. I definitely said that. I always said he was. But this was the last straw. So it's just like you can't feel bad for AB because it's like you can't feel bad for someone that's embraced the villain role. Or Super Gremlin, as he put on Instagram. I mean, this guy literally, he said, you know, I'm a villain. We we see a picture of you getting an Uber in the third quarter of an NFL game. He's getting a lift, like, and they post them in the lift, like the lift driver posts it. It's an insane situation. Like this man has an NFL job and he's treating it like he's at Walmart. And he's like, all right, let me just turn my vest. I'm tired of this job, man. Like I'm just gonna clock out. Like this is a NFL job. You're getting paid millions of dollars. You can't just leave the sideline, like. And then they say Bruce Arians said, like, if you don't get in the game, you have to leave. But, bro, you can't just tell your boss, like, I'm not going to come into work. Like, there has to be an excuse. There has to be a reason you have to put in leave. You can't just do that. So I don't know why he thought that was even possible. Then it's just like, I have three points I want to talk about about Antonio Brown. For one, I think, he, like Mont just said, he just forced himself to retire. He's done. Like, right. I don't think he could be able to play in any league. I'm not even sure if he can even coach anymore. Like, in, in, at least in, in the NFL. Maybe a college position coach. Maybe like five or ten years down the road, maybe they forget. Maybe that, but I don't. I don't think he, he can even coach anymore. I think he's called himself the Hall of Fame. I thought he was a Hall of Famer before. The numbers show he's a Hall of Fame. He's a seven-time Pro Bowl. He's a four-time first-team All-Pro member. That's Hall. Of, like, he's, he's a Hall of Famer by numbers. But they, you saw what they did to T.O. He's not getting the Hall of Fame. He's done worse than T.O.'s ever done. I mean, we saw like Mont says now about the money. But the man did lose over a million dollars in just yesterday alone, and then. <laughs> My last point, like, he's just lost any last supporters. I feel like I was one of his last supporters. He's lost me. He's lost, I know, a count of other Steelers fans and other just AB fans, period. Like, the man couldn't make working with Tom Brady work. This man, Brady, made work with Aaron Hernandez work. Gronk, they retired mid-year. You got Randy Moss on the sideline throwing tantrums. Brady's made everyone else work. Like, how can you not work with Brady? He throws everyone the ball. Like, it's, it's, it's a crazy situation. Like, AB has literally cost himself his legacy is tarnished forever.
2: See, y'all have some very good points. I definitely understand (laughs) this is the Antonio Brown experience that we're seeing right now from Mont, I understand that you lost, you know, your patience with Antonio Brown. But I think the real problem with this whole situation is this is what happens when, you know, you have mental health issues or stuff like that and it's left untreated. I think these are the problems that come aware, especially if you're not, able to take the opportunity to get help. Now, we look at Antonio Brown. I think the situation I've heard that Antonio Brown, he was getting, they was trying to reach to his goal so he can get the incentives that he needed. Uh, and then in the game against the Jets game, he was, uh, to, it was one drive. Tom Brady was giving Rob Gronkowski the ball like a couple of times. And I think when they went to the bench, uh, A.B. went and talked to Tom Brady. and was like, oh, you're giving your boy back the ball again. You know, and, Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady, you know, lashed out a little bit. And that's what full, you know, fueled a lot of things. I don't know if that's like the full story, but that's what I've been heard. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in that situation, even though none, no, no excuses for what A.B. has done. Because at the end of the day, you're right. A.B. has been with four championship coaches, four strong personalities. And you have one in, you know, Mike Tomlin, who's who's disciplinarian, you know, strong personality. John Gruden, who loved him, uh, and then you had you know Bill Belichick, who is uh, understand culture is culture, and then you had Bruce Arians. He had four big personality, strong coaches, and was able to uh, was able to produce in that way. But I think that's one thing is as teams more, I guess you go more in the modern age, and now that we have you know younger guys coming in, but we got to focus on mental health because at the end of the day. There's a lot of A.B.'s out there, you know what I'm saying? And you won't recognize them until maybe later they're on the years like A.B. But a lot, there's a lot out there. I think Ryan Clark was talking about how A.B. wasn't really like this when he first met him. He said A.B. was cool, you know, a nice single father, stuff like that. And, I mean, he might have like, his little, you know, diva attitude. But, you know, that's, that's what you want. That's how wide receivers are. You know, you look at different wide receivers, that's some of the, you know, personality traits that they entail. So I don't know what's, like, transpired, but I think the biggest part about this and understanding, like, the mental health issue and understanding how different teams are able to handle it. Tom Brady said in the uh, press conference later, he said that uh, he said he loved A.B., you know, and he, he, wants that A- he wants A.B. to get the help that, you know, that he deserves and not the help that they think that he deserves, which is understandable at the end of the day because people don't know what A.B. got going on. Only AB knows what AB got going on, and if AB not going to try to get help from himself, it's going to derail him. And yes, I do not think that AB is going to play another down in the NFL. But I don't think. But I think that with him trying to get help, it can get better opportunity for him to get a Hall of Fame. It can get better opportunity for him maybe to get a, a coaching position in the NFL or college to some extent. I think there's more for. I think there's more in AB's career if he gets help now then if you don't get help at all, because that would be the end of AB.
1: I'm, um, I'm empathetic to the whole aspect of mental health. And if he does need help, I definitely hope he gets that help. But I just kind of feel that after a certain amount of years and a certain amount of situations where it's constantly AB needs to get help, AB needs to get help, It's it's no secret that AB needs help or that he knows that people want him to get help. But at the end of the day, if you're not going to get that help, it's it's just character at this point. This is who he is as a player. It's not the first time he quit on a team or walked out on them before the last game of the season. It's not the first time he's – well, this is the first time he's did any type of antics on the field during the middle of a game, taking off – and that's the thing. If he just walked to the back, all right, I'm out, I'm not coming back out. That's fine. We could have they could have moved past that. But if you're on the field taking off your shoulder pads, taking off your shirt, taking gloves off, throwing things in the stands, you can't you can't Mm -hmm. move past things like that. And yes, if he needs the mental help, he should get it. But I just feel like
0: even more, we need to make him be accountable. I think action. he wants to be the villain, though. Like, again, his post on Instagram, Super Gremlin. We all know Kodak super Black. Grimlin'. We could have been superstars. Like, he wants to be a villain. Like, the, the whole purpose of that song was simply because he's talking about someone that's called him out. It's like people, maybe he's using that same lyric because he felt like the media's called him out. Same way Kodak felt like Jack Boy was calling him out. That's why he used this specific lyric. So it's just like he don't, I don't think he's going to get help because he don't want help. And there's no one in his corner. He got like, clearly a lot of yes men. That have been with him since Pittsburgh, by the way. Le'Veon was one of them. That was on his team. That wasn't really helping him. Was kind of edging him on. Like since Pittsburgh, he truthfully hasn't had anyone. It's like in his corner he looked up to. Brady was the first person in his whole career, and we see it was kind of too late by the time Brady got him. That he actually like you know what? Let me respect this guy. He didn't respect, and maybe I think he respected Mike Tomlin. But besides Tomlin, like Ben clearly had no respect for Ben. I mean, I don't blame him for that for what Ben was doing, but he had no respect for Ben Roethlisberger. Le'Veon was dinging like his little brother. Le'Veon was edging him on. To this day, Le'Veon basically edged him on last night on at the press conference. Like, so it's just like he don't got nobody in his corner that he's like, let me let me listen to this guy. He still thinks he's let I me mean, he say call God. So he still thinks he's on that level, like that no one can tell him anything. So like, I'm not even sure. Like, he's the type of person that if he goes to a clinical psychologist, it's gonna take some sessions. Like that first session oh, is gonna be rough because <laughs> yeah. he's not gonna listen. He's gonna tell you, man, nah, people hating on me. I'm doing this because I got to. He's that type of person. And then then's like the third fourth, I think he starts to you know get break break down a little bit. Then it's gonna be like some some trauma there that he's gonna have to break down. So I think it's way deeper. I mean, Malcolm was getting into that too, though. It's just way deeper than even we can even talk about like it's character, but it's probably just some stuff that we just don't know about him that's making him an attention seeker like because that's what he is i mean he's another word instead of secret that we can all imagine in our heads but yeah. it's just yeah so yeah go ahead Michael.
2: no 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 i would say most definitely you're right you know but one thing he has to understand i understand like it takes you a while to understand that you need you know even though you could people everybody else can see the signs but mm. just because everybody else see the signs that means you can see the signs you know what I mean saying yeah you did this but you did this for this reason but you don't understand it you don't think that you need the help and i just think that he has to understand first to himself that he needs the help and because he hasn't learned so far he doesn't really think he needs the help you people gave him, him opportunities like Tom Brady he gave him opportunity did it help him in a way in a way I thought it could re, re, uh, re, like re his like career and stuff like that but at the end of the day like that gave him a reason I think that he really didn't need help because I could still get picked up from another team based on my talents you know so the fact the fact that see <laughs> no, nah, but the nah, but the fact that like, you know, he's not getting an opportunity no more. And if the Buccaneers let them go, I understand that the Buccaneers haven't really released him yet. They're still talking to League about what they could do. But if the Bucks do officially like release him and no teams are going to pick him up, he's gonna to have to come to fruition to understand that hey, something's going on and I need to go and get some help. He already knows he has Tom Brady by the side no matter what. And if he can be able to get his life together, you know things he still have things that he can be able to do. Hall of Fame, be in a coaching career, all that other stuff that can happen with AB. I just think that sometimes you just got to realize it yourself, and I just think that's the problem.
0: Well, I want to ask you a question, Mont. Mont, go ahead. So just before we end this, I mean, everyone has to know Pittsburgh Steelers fan here.
2: You. Big Pittsburgh Steel fan. Big, I mean, flag,
0: Big. you know what I'm saying, championship. I mean, this man has a champ, I mean, six rings, you know hey, what I'm saying? I've mean, seen like, that too, man. What? Okay, so does Pittsburgh take any accountability for the mental health and the actions of Antonio Brown? I think it's a question that I would like to know from a Steelers fan and that the fans would like to know just from the outside. Does Pittsburgh take any accountability for this? Or is this 100% Antonio Brown? As far as the mental
1: health... I believe, you know what I mean, if anybody's going to be held accountable, it must be the NFL first and foremost, if we're going to talk about mental health of players. As Pittsburgh, I believe Pittsburgh as a franchise is great to its players. Whatever you need, there's somebody there for you. Rooney family's a great family. I believe we embraced A.B. as family while he was there. And the 180 that he did on us, leaving us, forcing us to get less than fair value, you know what I mean? That was kind of spit in the face of the franchise who still actually loves him and his body of work that he did for us, but we just have to distance ourselves from him as a person with, you know, the things that happened with him. But as far as, like, being an enabler, I think Pittsburgh can hold accountability to that because it's a lot of stuff that people don't know happened in Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. that was covered up or not let out in the media that much because as a well the Steelers as a uh, organization has big ties in the city so you just automatically you want to keep those things on the and protect your players so I just think it's kind of a double-edged sword it's sad to see where he's at right now but you know the Steelers did what they could do extended their hand and we got spat in the face so we we're, we're, we're still moving on from that if we want to be honest about that at the wide receiver
0: position
2: any, any closing remarks, Malcolm? Nah, I don't. I don't. Nah, I said what I had to say about the situation. But interesting, what say about the still situation? Is interesting, but I said what I had to say.
0: I mean, he he said they, he he did say the end to no one. You know, he, he did say they were an enabler, which I believe as well. And we've uh-huh. already discussed the Ben situation <laughs> multiple times, so it's just no reason. And we we just we also discussed Le'Veon as well on the show. But I think I mean. That please, game. again, we, we really want to know what you all think in the comments to this one. This should be a we want it to be a real interactive episode. We try to hit multiple different aspects. So please, you know, subscribe, share and leave in the comments what you think A.B.'s legacy is from now on. Malcolm.
2: And hey, make sure y'all follow us on Instagram, on Twitter at Malcolm Ron Show. We have a lot of content, you know, with my over here in the Instagram, Ron doing his crazy tweets. You know what I'm saying? Just make sure y'all tune in. And be able to, hey, conversate, do what you got to do. We always respond back. So y'all have a great holidays and happy new year to y'all. All right. I see ya. I
1: see ya. I see ya. I see ya.